Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. And here you are once again with another grassroots bargaining on CannabisRadio.com. And my next guest originally started before she joined the, the Cannabis Spaces. She was a music teacher at a top school district. And the summer before, in the August of 2016, uh, she went and visited a dispensary for the first time in Portland, Oregon. And saw the way the glass pipes were on the shelves. And sounds like she said, well, maybe I can do a little bit better. Maybe that we can do a little more creativity. And maybe there's a little more innovation of pipe design that can be done when you know that now cannabis is freely available in a state like Oregon and now in 38 other states for medical and rather 15 or some odd for adult use. So someone like Riley thought, let me put together some people and let's start working on creating some great new designs. And the idea is where we are today, fast forward to 2023, a line of ceramic smoking accessories handmade in Kansas City, Missouri, uh, pipes, trays, bongs, other accessories to be disputably displayed and designed for your coffee table alongside your best art and home decor. This is Wandering Bud, and I'm here with the founder, Riley Brain. Riley, thanks for being on. Hi, thanks for having me. It's a fascinating story. I got to see this from Shout Out LA when they talked to you a couple years ago. And, you know, it's just a, that perfect little small business story where you borrowed $700 from your grandma or your grandfather. Bought a used kiln, set up a small studio in your basement, and you started working with some other people that you already were light-minded, very much art students, and you came together and started creating traditional, really changing the look of glass bubblers and bongs. So seven years later, taking me to where we are today and how much innovations come together and how far Wandering Buds come along since. Yeah, so um, I actually started the basement, or started the basement, started the business alone in my basement. Um, and didn't hire my first employee until I think 2019, so about three years in. Um, so yeah, those first three years were spent alone, just kind of toiling away in the basement, refining my own skills because I, um, like you said, went to school for music education, not for ceramics or for business. So yeah, I feel I look at those first three years as a ton of learning and skill development to be able to launch the product that I feel like really catapulted our growth, which is our Billy Bubbler. And that came along in 2019. So right around the same time that I expanded our team. So yeah, those first three years were were very <laughs> experimental. I was working out of an Etsy shop. Um, and then since 2019, there's just been so much uh, steady growth. Been, I think, let's see, 2019, we were two people and now we're seven. And yeah, we've just really enjoyed being able to utilize those new skills that I developed and then taught to our team to continue to develop uh, better and better pipes and bonds. Now, on Grassroots Bargaining and on our companionship of blood business, uh, that I was, I've talked to a number of women-owned businesses and also women-employed businesses, whereby it, it, we had people that came from the fashion industry and said, you know what, we work for these large designers. There's other things that can be made in terms of accessories or you know, things again, just to, to store your cannabis, things of that nature. But 
for the direction that you came from music as a music teacher, and you're not in New York City or Los Angeles or any major fashion market, what you decided to do was something that was fashionable, designable. It was also designed to go into sleep where you, it's the smokable part. It's the bubblers, it was the bongs, it was a trace. That was the part that you really wanted to go and focus on. What was it about that that said that of everything else, and you're looking, you're saying, you look at what the market was providing, you thought, maybe I get to build a better mousetrap. Yeah, so, yeah, 2016, I went to that dispensary in Oregon for the first time. And, you know, at the time in Missouri, where I live, cannabis was still completely illegal. We wouldn't have medical until 2018. So, you know, me as a Missourian, never having been to a dispensary, going to a state like Oregon, um, who, you know, I think of as very, you know, progressive in the weed space, yeah. you know, I thought for sure I would be able to find a bong that I could leave on my coffee table as a piece of art. You know, I was hiding our, you know, beaker style, very tall glass bong behind our TV whenever family came over in 2016 and earlier because it wouldn't fit anywhere else. You know, we live in a right. pretty modestly sized house and, you know, storage space is at a premium and the TV was the only thing tall enough to hide it. So I was tired of that and very excited to go to Oregon to find what I thought would be ubiquitous out there. And turns out it wasn't. Um, the the bongs and pipes that were in the dispensaries were exactly the same as what we had in head shops in Kansas City. So yeah, I you know went to school for music, but I art was an equal passion of mine as a kid and all through high school. And I pursued music in college because you really have to pick one or the other you know, made that a career, decided it wasn't for me. And so I saw this as an opportunity to, uh, I guess, revisit that other passion of mine and art. And even though I didn't have a ton of formal training in ceramics, I looked at ceramics, ceramic as a material thinking this could be even better than glass for me personally, because I just hate staring at resin coated glass. To me, that does not scream art project or art object. It doesn't complement my home decor very nicely. So I loved the fact that I could potentially create a bong that was opaque to kind of conceal that um, after a smoke session. I didn't want to clean the piece immediately. So yeah, that's kind of kind of how that came to be. Now, there's also that line where you wanted to be decorative. You wanted to be on your coffee table. But this is the part where it's like, it's too pretty to be smoked. And also, uh, when you're going with ceramics, maybe I mean, you can see a lot of head shops. You can see like even gas stations. Just some of the the the, the glass that's being made for some things now, so disposable, so cheap, so poorly designed. You wanted to go something that was more ceramic, and you also wanted to go into something where would you say you know the durability is something that's even more of a factor when you're building what you have is. I mean, would the portability be something that's also taken into account when you're creating these? For, for the pipes themselves and for some of the smaller accessories to smoke with. Yeah, absolutely. Even our Billy Bubbler, uh, somebody posted a video on TikTok showing Billy in their travel makeup bag because it does. It, it is durable and it travels nicely as long as it's not filled with water when you're moving it. So, yeah, the durability is definitely a major bonus. I have posted to our social media a lot of drop test videos because people kept coming to the comment section saying, oh, they're beautiful, but like you said, they're too pretty to smoke out of. Or, right. you know, I'm concerned about dropping it, you know, investing in a nice piece and then dropping it and having it shatter. And so those drop test videos really came out of my own curiosity because I'd never really intentionally 
dropped pieces before. Um, you know, I had dropped things when I was making them, of course, but never filmed it on purpose. Um, so yeah, it's been a nice way to test, uh, you know, stress test products and test the resiliency. And I am frequently surprised myself. So my reactions in those drop test videos are genuine. You know, I recently dropped our Billy Bubbler from shoulder height onto our concrete parking lot outside the studio and it survived without a scratch. Nice. So yeah, they are really quite resilient. We're able to cast the ceramic um, a bit thicker. And I think that in combination with the shape really helps. Um, and yeah, I've just been really, really impressed with the resiliency of the clay that we use, especially in combination to, you know, you'll see a lot of like glass drop test videos and they just kind of shatter immediately from like knee height um, if they're dropped onto concrete. So yeah, definitely a nice bonus. Interesting. Now, the other thing also is, so this is what's being done is everything is obviously it's kind of Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill be handmade and you're using one of those pottery rules and you're going through and you're having to mass produce this so when you talk about the staff that you have on board and coming on is that what it, what it feels like does it feel like it's an art class in there because everybody's using one of these kills they're using the pottery wheel and they have to go ahead and shape and mold whichever product it is yeah it's really fun to see everyone working together we recently expanded the physical footprint of the studio and are able to have stations so we have you know like a casting station, a cleaning station. So everyone's kind of sitting at the same table, working on the same step a lot of the time. So, uh, but we actually don't use wheels in our process. We okay. use, um, yeah, we use a centuries old ceramic technique called slip casting. So we basically, um, when a product is coming to be, we will first sculpt something out of clay or we'll contract with the 3D modeler if we want it to be a more crisp design and less organic. And then we will take that initial prototype, which is oftentimes just like a solid, you know, chunk of clay or yeah, usually clay. And then we will make a plaster mold in-house of that prototype. And then we will make a silicone mold of the plaster mold. So with the plaster molds, we will pour liquid clay into the top, let it sit. And while the slip is sitting in the mold, the plaster molds will pull that moisture out of the liquid clay it passes through the plaster and kind of creates a clay shell that lines the interior of the mold. If you can imagine like a like a chocolate bunny at Easter time, same idea. Um, and then we let them sit in the molds to firm up. We'll take them out of the molds later that day. And then they need to be um, like the seam line need to be removed. If it's something like a bubbler, there are parts that need to be assembled into it. There's a lot of hands-on, you know, high-touch, handmade process that's going into this but these plaster molds allow us to train a really wide variety of creatives to do this work um, throwing on a wheel is incredibly challenging it takes years and years of practice to become really proficient right. at it <clears throat> and you're also boxed into cylindrical shapes for the most part mm -hmm. so utilizing molds allows us to um yeah train people who are just generally creative um, and don't have ceramic experience how to do this work. And we can make 
a much wider variety of forms. Um, so it's really been a perfect, perfect technique for us. Well, because then with a pottery, you couldn't do the Billy Butler's. You couldn't possibly do the Nebula pipes, I would imagine, because just the way it's set up. But right. you know, it comes down to the fact that by able to go and do this kind of thing and the fact that the aesthetics are so important to you, because I mean, there's an interview I took from you, I was looking at uh, from Kansas City, they talked about the fact of how you made the point that you didn't want to have, you hey, having a beautiful space quote is self-care for me. I want my surroundings to match like an extension of myself. So having ugly pieces around felt like I was doing something wrong, like something I wanted to hide. So, and I know this from what what's being talked about here through all the, well, that I've read about you is there's a lot of women that are, uh, that are attaching themselves to the product. The aesthetics are very pleasing. And like you said, it should have something where it's matchable. But that's also something across the board, I think, in cannabis anyway, is that there should be, that's the part that women bring into the space, you know, as, you know, leaders, as the employees, as those with the creative minds, that you're giving us something pretty to look at. And I think just across the board, the aesthetics never get that much attention. And I think that's something that's really crucially important. You know, we can go and talk about, hey, this is Women's History Month, the, the importance of women in cannabis. Then that's just across the board. That's a given. It should be a, it should be a default. But the other thing is, is that because that is the part that you go ahead and give into the spaces that you under you have an appreciation for the aesthetics, you put that into place, and you're also placating to one of the biggest purse strings in the market, the, the the buying power of women into the cannabis space. So, you know, I'm definitely an interior design enthusiast. And if I had, you know, all the time and money in the world, I would love to just, you know, like every six months completely redo my house. I just think it's so much fun to play with yeah, play with paint colors and more than furniture. furniture, right? Exactly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just think that would be a blast. Of course, it's completely impractical, but I feel like designing smokeware that um, really complements my surroundings is kind of a way to play with that in a much more attainable way. So I can, you know, swap out, um, you know, which bubbler I have in which room and which ashtray I have in which room, and move things around and design new things that I want to see in the space and. And also play with function because, you know, in addition to those aesthetics, I feel like I'm very picky on the function of my piece and I find most smoking devices to be quite harsh. So, you know, I wanted something that I felt really comfortable using um, and just grabbing up off the coffee table and, you know, taking a hit of an evening and and not feeling like, um, you know, pe- people are probably going to laugh at this, but there are a lot of pipes that I felt like I need to like eat a couple of spoonfuls of ice cream after because they just like burned my throat so badly. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, like also feel the same way when you're hitting a dab rig, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But so. I mean, it makes the point. It would look good going to have that that kind of feel, that kind of look to it, and then it's easy, good, just grab, use, and it's quality. Like, I mean, how often do I want to not deal with something disposable? I mean, I mean, just remember somebody, somebody told me about a. Well, I had some women that always tell me about the fact that when they go, and go to a shop, they want the quality. They don't want to go and necessarily buy disposable. I think if there was even a study that we would talk about the buying habits, more quality over disposable anyway at the end of the mm-hmm. day. So the other thing, too, I must say is that, you know, your team is, is very young. You are very young. So the idea of wanting to have that mindset of, you know what, I'm not always satisfied with one look at of something. It's always like an adventure kind of thing. But it's a good idea of like you can just change your mind at instant. So like you want to, that that kind of mentality is great because you can just go ahead and just change. You don't have to stay at a certain constant. 
you can change up something. And then if there's some other design you want to make, you know, we should try this. And then we should try this. And then we should try this. So that constant changing is a good thing to have. It's a good creative way to go. And you never get tired of what you make. For sure. And it's been really fun for us to even take the same design and kind of iterate off of it and improve it over the years. I know I mentioned earlier that that those early three years were very much skill development for me. And so I took some designs that I had, you know, started in those early days. And then five years later, they were, you know, much more refined, much more um, functional, much more beautiful. So, yeah, in addition to the new stuff, it's been fun to to make the old stuff even better. Now, the one that you're looking right now, the do that you guys have coming soon to your website, which, by the way, the website is wanderingbud.com. And you just look at the collections towards the bottom. You're going to see what's called the, the floor pipes and the, the floor bongs, excuse me. And they look beautiful. There is quite a, a design. And upon talking about this, uh, you were looking at the fact that, you know, even when you first started five years ago, plus you couldn't have been able to make these kind of bongs, which are intricate and ceramic. Uh, modeled after a vintage, vintage glass decanter. And now the chance, you know, obviously that you took a couple of years just for skill development. And now you're at the point where you can go and create something that's so intricately, aesthetically pleasing, like the Florabong. Talking about that. And when can people go ahead and find out about this uh, and get their hands on one? Yeah. So that piece, I feel like, is a perfect example of that skill development because I found that decanter and I have this idea for. Um, turning a you know vintage crystal decanter into a bong, a ceramic bong. So not even you know like drilling a hole and doing the downstem, but taking that, making a mold out of the decanter and making it a ceramic version. So I purchased the decanter from an antique shop in Kansas City, probably in 2017, and I don't think it, it sat on a shelf for I think three or four years before I felt like we were ready to take on that project as a team, and you know our skills were where they needed to be. So. We launched Flora, I think, in 2021 in the summer, um, and it took almost a year to develop the product because we had to manipulate the stopper for the crystal crystal decanter um, to become a ceramic downstem. And we had to figure out how to make that fit. Um, there's no silicone gasket that makes the connection. It's just a ceramic on ceramic connection, which was just really challenging to figure out and to engineer. But yeah, it's just this like really beautiful, highly intricate ceramic version of a crystal decanter. It does not use, um, you know, like a an aftermarket downstem, which I personally love. It was something I was really picky about. And uh, that piece is coming back for 420 this year. So it's been um, in hibernation for about six months as we trained up some new team members to work on our other, pro- our other products. Um, so yeah, we've been working on producing flora again for the last few weeks in the studio so it's been really fun to see those coming out of their molds and to see everyone working on them um so yeah they'll be back in all four of our studio colors which are moss lilac canyon and pearl and then we'll also have flora available on 420 and a limited edition color um marigold so it's kind of this like bright poppy yellow color which we're all really loving fantastic one more time the website is wandering bud.com wanderingbud.com and again i'm here with the the founder uh, rally Brain. rally i really love the story that you put together the team you put together you know it's such a small setup and but doing such great work i commend what you're doing right now and it's a great story and you know i get, wish you continued success 
And we hope people uh, will take some people to go ahead and get over to the website to go ahead and check out what you made. As Soa said, you have to go look at it. At least go to the website and look at it for yourself. Look at all the beautiful designs and, you know, pick yourself up one. WanderingBud.com, Rally Brain, thanks for being on with us. Thanks so much for having me. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.